Hi, Mike Gibson and Pam Douglas coming to you live from TCT 2016. Pam, you just presented the five-year ECHO results of Partner One. Tell us a little bit about what you found. Right, so we took all 2,500 successful TAVRs in this trial, and uh, with the trial ECHOs, all assessed at a single core laboratory, and looked at, at the uh, gradients, the hemodynamic profiles over time in the population, and we also looked at the severe outliers. And so in the overall population, we found actually a, a very interesting early trend on the first few months after implant that was very favorable, and it was the same in the mean gradient as well as the valve area, as well as Doppler velocity index, um, uh, followed by an absolutely flat phase out to five years to end a follow-up on this. Uh, very similar pattern to what was seen in all in the surgical cases in the same trial. Very reassuring that there is no signal for deterioration. And then we also took this population trend and tried to compare it to death and reintervention. And of course, if there had been valve deterioration, we, we would have expected um, those that died or had a reintervention to have had higher gradients and lower valve areas than the, than the survivors. What we found, in fact, was those that, who died or had reintervention had lower gradients and there was no relationship to valvaria. Hmm. Um, we did find that- Was it that lower gradients because they just hemodynamically didn't have the squeeze or? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. what we, we asked that same question and looked at ejection fraction and stroke volume index also in these patients. And those with events had lower ejection fractions and lower stroke volumes. Right. So that, that says that the events were not due to, to, to deterioration, they were due to underlying right. low flow, low output states, right. you know, concomitant disease, something like that, but not valve deterioration, different right. pattern. We then looked at, at individual cases to say, well, maybe we see something in, in individual cases. We looked at reintervention. There were just 20 out of 2,500 patients mm -hmm. in the trial, five of which were due to structural valve deterioration. Mm. One AS, one thrombosis. One, one thrombosis. Um, one thrombosis. See, that, that's interesting <laughs> because, you, you know, there was the CT finding, and yeah. I guess none of us would debate that there was a finding on CT, but do you think these were really clots? On CT? Well, I'm not, they, they may well be, I'm not sure. I mean, that the, the images that show them going away after instituting, uh, you know, warfarin treatment are, are very compelling. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it is a case review, though, mm -hmm. um, rather than a population study with sure. large numbers of patients. And of course, it's now being followed in, in uh, prospectively in larger numbers of patients. Sure. But in this trial, we just didn't see it as a clinical entity with any yeah. frequency. Interesting. Yeah. And you were sampling once every year, so something could have slipped in between those years? Uh, something perhaps? could have. Uh, we also took the VARC criteria for severe AS um, and uh, found a very low incidence of seeing that. And, and granted, we may have missed some of it you know, between the surveillance echoes, um, but just 10 patients had an increase in mean gradient between echoes of greater than 20, yeah. and just 11 patients had a mean gradient at any time in follow-up of greater than 40. Um, 44 patients had a DVI less than 0.25. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, these are vanishingly small numbers right. in, in a large population right. of patients, um, and very similar in Saver and Taver, mm -hmm. also very small. Um, and it really suggests that there's just not deterioration, these valves are very durable over mm -hmm. the time period we studied them, five years, and that there's really no relationship to events and, and any durability signal. 
What's the role of uh, echo now in these patients? I mean, given that everything's so stable, is there a role clinically to do annual echoes? Well, I think that may be one of the messages uh, from this uh, study. Uh, obviously, the message is one of reassurance mm -hmm. uh, to patients and providers that, that, that these valves look great over the time period we can study them. We can't go to 10 or 15 years in this cohort because they w started at 85. Yeah. <laughs> so they, and yeah. we only had a 39% survival yeah. at five years, so, so sure. we're really not going to get 10-year follow-up in this cohort. Um, but, but right now, there's a little asymmetry in the recommendations for how often you should follow uh, transcatheter versus open valve replacements. And the, the SAVRs say you really shouldn't do it unless there's symptoms, yeah. unless you're starting to get into the time period, eight, 10 years out there, when you might expect to see some degeneration. And, and the TAVRs right now have more of an annual follow-up recommendation. And I think we could probably relax that substantially because we just don't see any reason to get those echoes. Right. Pam, very reassuring data. Thanks for sharing it with us. And thanks to all of you for joining us live here from TCT 2016. <laughs> Almost went back, maybe I need a 10. 17. So. <laughs>